Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Testing. Crud. Crud. Testing, testing, one, two, three. There we go. Get that up. There we go. Okay. Let's try this here. Seat of your pants broadcasting at its finest. All right. Here we go. Coming on in three, two, one. All right. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. A rarity Wednesday night episode. I'd imagine on this night that, uh, let's see, by the time this drops, the Bears will be going at it, taking on the Syracuse Crunch there at Giant Center. But am I talking American Hockey League? No. Because we have friend of a podcast joining me, that a guy that has um, been an influence to the podcast, and I'm proud to say a friend of the podcast as well. He takes to YouTube, he puts out the haters' guides, and he is the amount of salt in this man's system is enough to fuel PennDOT for the next five years. I'm talking about none other than your the urinating tree himself, Tree. Welcome back, man. Thank you for coming back on. No worries, man. Good to be back on, brother. Hey, uh, thank you so much for for your time and all that. And uh, you, you know, you you've got a friend, a friend and a supporter out here. But you know, enough of patting each other on the back. Let's let's get right into this. You know, we're talking. The NHL season has gotten underway. It's a beautiful, glorious time of year, and. Um, we're going to talk about a certain team first that hails out in the Pacific Division. We're going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. And before we do get underway, folks, this is going to be a free-flowing conversation where we talk about as many teams as we can get a hold of. If we did not cover your team, it doesn't mean we don't care. It just means, A, we didn't have time, or you or you were boring. So I want to start with Vegas, and I just wonder the perception of them. Because Vegas, for the longest time, was this this fun new kid on the block who had, you know, had all these lights in their house and was always fun to hang around. 
and they made it to the cup finals their first year. They've made two or three Western Conference Finals visits, but along the playoffs last year, they've kind of turned into this villain, and they're like the new Pittsburgh Penguins of the NHL. What the heck happened to them? I think the problem is, too, like, I mean, they, you were kind of getting glimpses of it in, like, the bubble as well. Like, a lot of stories coming out about them chirping players, uh, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury's agent, like, showing, like, a picture of him being stabbed in the back by DeBoer, which was actually done unironically this past offseason. But you were kind of getting those glimmers. This past year really blew it wide open, especially with how they, like, I mean, went all in for Petrangelo, angered a lot of their fan base. Like, a lot of – I mean, the fan base in general is just, like, kind of turned a lot of people off. Vegas Twitter account, it, uh, <laughs> it used to be cool, but then they fired the guy who did it. It's just like, uh, what are you trying to prove? Are you, like, trying to be a TikTok account or something? Or <laughs> just, like, lowercase, and it's just like – it's. Uh, but then, then this past offseason, I mean, people love Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, as a Penguins fan, I get, like, flashbacks to, like, his time with, like, 2010, 2015, where it was it was not good. And, unfortunately, uh, like, he came back to Pittsburgh and Chicago, and it was not good because, no. I mean, that's more on Chicago's defense. I mean, I don't know if Fleury's just like, whatever, I'm getting my paycheck, I don't care. But it's like, I mean – he was the Vesna winning goalie. He's the face of the franchise and has been for ever since the beginnings of the franchise itself. You trade him for nothing just for the cap space. Uh, Mikkel Hakarainen, who's just there just to make sure like the roster limits aren't in place. And then you use that uh, like to go all in again and you come up empty. Like, I mean, you tried for like Eichel, I think Tarasenko might have been in the mix or something. There was also, you know, uh, Philip Deneau was one of the big guys they were looking at too. But you come out with Evgeny Dadnov and Laurent Boissois. So... <laughs> mm, that will not pay the bills. No, I mean, Dadnov, you're just uh, like eating that salary to remove Nick Holden, which is... Um, You've burned your entire prospect pool, like uh, Nolan Patrick's in now. Problem is, like, he's more bottom six at this point because he just can't stay healthy. Cody Glass was supposed to be your future. He has not panned out. He's in Nashville now. Um, a lot of, like, trades are finally coming home to roost, and it's just like it's – I mean, I don't know if this is the year they have to do something, but, I mean, there's a point where it's like, okay – it's going to get it's like it's just going to blow up in their face because you know they're going to go all in at the deadline again. I mean, you're probably I mean, the rumor was especially at the beginning of the year, I remember I think it was like uh Riley Smith, Peyton Krebs and I think another prospect in the first for Eichel. But that yeah. was the rumor. I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but I can see a few of those pieces being shipped off at the deadline as well for um let's say Timo Meyer or Tomas Hurdle. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's 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 weird with Vegas, and as you've said on your haters' guides for a lot of teams, it really felt like this team missed its chance. Like maybe la last year was like their true chance, especially going up against Les Inhabitants de Montreal, and it just not it's working. Just like they just got smacked, and it's just like I mean they did catch lightning in a bottle, but I mean. You kind of think about it. 
you remember how Vegas was built. They weren't focused on the first year. They didn't expect to be good that year. Nobody like did. Their owner came out and said it. They accrued all of these picks. They had prospects. They had, you know, they bring in, like, they were looking at a core, future core of, like, Suzuki, Brandstrom, Cody Glass, uh, a couple other guys, Jake Lecision, mm-hmm. uh, and then more of those guys. But And then making the cup and being that good in their first year really – not only like hastened their like project, but really like upped the expectations to almost unrealistic like levels. And it's very, I think that's what's really pushed a lot of the stuff. And I think it may be coming from Foley himself. Cause it's like, look, win me a championship. I invested $500 million in this thing. I want some reward for it. Well, it's also, you're in Vegas where yes. you're, you're, you're expected to be big all the time mm-hmm. and they are especially that that opening not, night on ice thing against the kraken dear god that that was beautiful and a bit gaudy at the same time that's but, vegas though yeah like yeah exactly it's it's vegas and um but eventually the bill's gonna come due as another uh youtube video put it once um eventually the uh, the music stops the house lights come up and the waiter brings you a bill and the waiter is starting to walk over to the vegas fiber is heading over to the Vegas table. So um, before we move on to some other teams, I want to throw a bit of a theory at, uh, at you, and is, is something me and my hockey friends believe in. Like, the first quarter of the season, you're going to – you see a lot of scoring because mm-hmm. um, defense and goaltending take time to gel. Yes. Like, the, the, the preseason is not enough for, a pre-se- for defense and goaltending to come together. Um, do you, do you think that's true? And especially we're seeing I that. I think a little bit. I think a little bit. I mean, it takes a while for a goaltender to get into form, especially after say a couple months off. Yeah. Even like a Tampa Bay Vasilevsky has been struggling big time. I mean, Tampa's rusty in general. Montreal's been putrid, but that's a multiple multitude of reasons. You only get what three months off. The three months that, off. Yeah, three or four that's months. Just nothing for like a Stanley Cup winning team, especially a team that has as much mileage as Tampa Bay does. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. Montreal, I don't know. They've lost too much talent. It's... But, uh, I mean, what the thing, too, especially with, as I said, with defense and goaltending, defensive chemistry takes a lot longer to really gestate, formulate, get the systems down, especially if you have new pieces on the defensive front, like, say, like Winnipeg. They had a really bad deep defense last year. Then you bring in Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon. You have a couple new guys coming in there, too. And then you let them mesh into the system of Paul Maurice, or if he gets fired, the new coach that comes in. Hmm. Buy into that. I'm going to need maybe more than a couple weeks of training camp to really get that into focus, especially for game time situations. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, that's just something me and my friends like we always like talock about because you're seeing a lot of four uh, two um, at the time of this recording, Bruins Flyers went six three, but real score five three a couple there were a couple seven six games last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some teams getting absolutely destroyed in these first mm-hmm. couple weeks, but um, that's typically par for the course and not to like, take too much into that stock like if a team is looking really good just remember that's not gonna hold until after Christmas now if they're doing that into the new year yes yes get yeah. really get going but speaking of offensive firepower 
is it me or are the Colorado Avalanche playing pissed off this year? It looks like a team that's just like really upset over what happened last year and are just looking every team in the eye before they play and go, F you, we're going to beat you tonight. But even then, after they've really had success, they got uh, beaten by Washington a few days ago. And it's True. Just... True. And so, like, I, I mean, they have a lot to prove this year. They know, like, if the, the questions are going to come, if they don't have a deep run this year, you mean, okay, first two years, fine. I mean, you're young, you're rebuilding. The third year was supposed to be the year you took that next step, and you didn't. I mean, you kind of crumbled against Vegas at the last moment because, I mean – Brian Graves decided to take one too many shots, and then you fell apart in game six. So it's a crucial year, especially for that team, with, like, a new goaltender, Francois, you don't know if he's coming back. You're hoping, like, I mean, you paid big bucks to Landeskog and Kel McCarr. It's it's crucial that they have any sort of success, even though they don't have the depth that they had last year. Yeah, I, I can see that. And yeah, they they came cross country and got beaten up by by the Capitals. But um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be a bit of a, a homer and say, well, you're traveling cross country, so I'll give them against an sure. opponent you're not going to see unless they get to the finals. And dear God, if that's the finals matchup this if Washington this year. makes the finals, that'd be surprising. I mean, although they still have the talent, they, it's possible. They Stranger do. Stranger things have happened. They do. So why don't we jump to, to the Capitals? Um, we thought Kuznetsov was going to be traded during the offseason. That did not happen. Um, they lost a few guys to, to uh, um, contracts. Zdeno Chara went to Long Island. And the Capitals seem, at least on their bottom six in their defense, are committed to actually investing in their youth. Hendrix LaPierre, he's only 19. I'm saying this being a Hershey Bears fan myself. He's only 19. He's eventually going to go back to juniors. They want to get Connor McMichael in there. Um, does Do they have the depth to really be a top-tier team? I feel like it depends how the depth like ages, I would say. They invested a lot in like you know grit a couple off-seasons ago. I think they still have Garnet Hathaway, Carl Hagelin's still there. Yeah. Daniel Sprong is more like a middle six guy, not really a gritty guy, but more of a secondary scoring option right now. Yeah. Uh, it mostly depends on how that core still performs. As long as they're fine, they should have no issues making the playoffs. The question is going to be like, okay – Alex Ovechkin, you're chasing the scoring record. Is uh, Kuznetsov going to get his shit together? Is like Nick Backstrom going to come back at full strength? He's on IR right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, Carlson, does he stay up? Orlov, I think his contract's up, so he may have a big contract here. He might price himself out of Washington's plans. Um, and like, how does the young goaltending take a step up as well? Like uh, some Sonoff. I mean, they did get Vanacek back. They did have to trade second to Seattle to get it. But at the same time, I mean, it's kind of a team on a crossroads. They're like, you have that old core that's locked up a very long time. You also have, your con you want to infuse new talent, but you don't want to force it. Like a Hendrix LaPierre or a Connor McMichael or a Martin Favari. And with a couple of those guys, I think they're the guys that are really trying to push. Yeah, they definitely are. And in a bit of a surprise move at the beginning of the bear season, uh, Mikhail Kempney got sent down to the AHL he got put on waivers and a lot and a lot of people thought that 
you know, oh, well, some team will claim him. I mean, yeah, he's in his 30s. It's a two mil cap hit, but why the heck not? And it turned out nobody took him. Um, and I'll ask your opinion on this. Does he just basically become trade bait for the deadline that they just might just I mean, throw him out there? Like the reason why he didn't get claimed was the cap hit. McCall yeah. Kempney is, yeah. I mean, better than he could fit on a couple defensive pairings, like, say, uh, Buffalo, Arizona, uh, like teams like that don't send that poor man to buffalo they they want to make sure they have enough cap saved for like (laughs) situations like that like say if jack eichel gets traded they want to make sure they have enough money to be offloaded and they don't have that oh it's like i'm one and a half million over oh crap why did i claim mccall kempney Mm -hmm. so it's one of those situations it's like a thomas hickey situation he's just buried because of the cap situation that's all it is yeah, but don't don't send that poor man to Buffalo for God's sakes. More people are gonna oh, go. Of course not. More people are gonna go to Hershey Bears games than are gonna show up in Buffalo, New York this year. Oh, be careful! They started out three and zero. Oh, apparently yeah. the tickets are bad, but I mean, like, yeah, it's it, it's rough. Yeah, did, it's didn't they do that. that a couple years ago where they started out like nineteen seven and two, and uh, then two years ago nineteen twenty yeah. or like eighteen nineteen if I remember correctly, and then they just had, like died. a really hot start in October November and then just yep died. yep. So um, another team this off season that made a lot of surprise moves. We're gonna go to Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, mm-hmm. what in the sugar, honey and iced tea? They said goodbye to Alex Nadalkovic. They they brought in Kuka uh, Niemi. Am I correct? Yeah, they brought him yep. in. They let Nadelkovic walk to Detroit. And this team, and as I've seen in Charlotte, they had a really good bump of crop down there. And now it's like, oh, okay, we're good. We're going to start bringing in veteran leadership. It's a, it's a weird move, especially like Don Waddell did this kind of thing in Atlanta too. It was uh, yeah. weird. Like he would like offset a lot of stuff. Like you trade, like, I mean, Ethan Bear is a really good acquisition. I like him for like the yeah. top four, top six. Uh, I don't know how Anthony D'Angelo meshes in that locker room, especially with uh, his uh, relation with goaltenders. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Emmy, I mean, that was a retribution move. That's all that was, especially because Montreal tried to get Sebastian Ajo. I want my pound of flesh. Oh, Yasperi Kokaniemi was really good. I'm going to sign him to a absurd contract for what he is right now. So you're going to not going to get him and can't afford him. So our first round pick and third round pick, I think, is worth uh, less than what Yasperi Kokaniemi can offer us on the left wing. Um, the goaltending is strange to me too. Like Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta are good goaltenders. I like Auntie Ranta. He's a great goalie when he's healthy. And that's the problem health because Freddie Anderson spent most of last year injured. Auntie Ranta's oft injured. So if, as long as they can stay healthy, maybe, but I don't understand why you get rid of Nick as a Calder nominee. I mean, you didn't want to pay him like a $3 million arbitration. You offered him 1.5. You only get like a third round pick and an expiring free agents rights that you don't sign. That's, that's, that's weird. It's just, it, it's just weird because it's it, it, Jake Bean for a second round pick that like, I will not. Point. I do not understand that Jake Bean is really talented. And I, and again, I saw that in Charlotte for four years. The kid is the skill sets there and you're just like, nah, we'll be fine without him. It boggles the mind. So uh, exactly. before 
we we head into the sponsor break here. Um, one team out of the Atlantic, Florida team, as I call them, the Florida Panthers. Can we believe in them this year? Is this their year? I'm gonna wait and pass a whole judgment until they win a playoff series. Then I will make my decision because unfortunately they ran into a white hot Tampa Bay. They have incredible talent. Oh yeah. I mean, re-signing Sasha Barkov was huge for them because that was going to be their question. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple of years down the road, I mean, I think they have Uyghur coming up in two years. They have um, uh, Huberdeau in two years as well. Yeah. Jumbo, they're like they're dragging Jumbo Joe. Like, hey, come on our fourth line. We'll Dear God. Up, hopefully. Who just That's lost one point eight million because he speared a guy, or something like oh. that. Like they they find him the mat. The maximum penalty allowed by the CBA was like, like I think like one point eight million they got him for. Jumbo Joe, jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of money saved up at least. Yeah. But yeah. He'll just pull it out of his beard. Yeah. I mean, he's they they find him more than he's making this year. Yeah. At least, or, or I could have I could have read that 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 number wrong. Maybe it would have been like eight hundred thousand. But up. but yeah. But um, well you. Take a look at that for a second. Just a oh, real one thousand eight hundred seventy-five. Well, oh dear God, I was I, yeah, I added a few zeros. Million. I I, I I read the numbers wrong. I'm like, yeah, it's I, fine. You, yeah. I mean, it's probably like one point eight seven five. It's it's fine. But yeah. as I said, like, I like one point eight five million. Like, what's the CBA doing? Like, I, I, Jumbo I, Joe's getting hosed. I I swear to God, like it, it, it. Well, I got the one and the eight right. I just put a couple of additional zeros in front of it. That's fine. Yeah, th- this is why I call myself a hack, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go on... <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> but before we go on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's take a quick quick break here. Thank the sponsor of the Grits and Barrett podcast, and that's none other than DraftKings. And, and we're going to talk NFL real quickly here, everyone. I know this is a hockey podcast, but bear with me. This is DraftKings, and they send us money. So NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets. Uh, Winner, winner. Line. Oh, chicken dinner. Got it. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner all around. If Sportsbook is... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. ...available in your state. Do not worry. They will not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they win 
you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Tree, thank you for letting me get that out of the way, man. Thank you no very worries, much. man. I understand the feeling. Yeah, you've you've had it. Um, you've done, like, I know DraftKings was for sports oh, yeah. ball, SeatGeek, mm-hmm. um, Raycon as well. Raycon. I, I can hear the money signs right going on. off as we're, yeah. <laughs> we're mentioning them. I mean, it helps me improve what I do. Like, I bought in lighting. I don't have it on right now. Uh, <laughs> new camera for a... I mean, I don't yeah. have on right now, unfortunately, but like, you know, I'll try to reinvest in what I do. I mean, knock on wood. So. Hey, so let, let, let's head out West, shall we? We head to the central and then we talked about Colorado. Um, the teams near the bottom of the central right now, Chicago, Arizona, Winnipeg at the time of this podcast. Um, is that about par for the course? Um, we knew Arizona was going to be bad, but, um, Chicago and Winnipeg, does that sound about right? Chicago was like, I didn't expect much out of them because they're mostly in the belief that that aberration of a first, like, you know, that first half where they were surprisingly good was like how they were really going to be. You know, they made this whole thing about how they were rebuilding and how it was going to be long and painful. And then you suddenly go out and get Mark Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, and not only trade a massive ransom for Seth Jones, including two firsts and your best prospect in Adam Boakfist, you give him an absurd contract for as bad of a year he had. Yeah. And I'm just like, dear God. Like, if you're getting peak Seth Jones, maybe the nine and a half is justifiable. But even then, I don't know if I give him nine and a half or eight. Yeah, for eight years. For yeah. eight, mm-hmm. eight years. Not six, oh, eight. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Like, I've seen bad contracts happen. Eric Carlson, it's like, oh, my God, you're giving this much money to a guy who hasn't been healthy in two years? And yeah. it hasn't been good. Jeff Skinner, nine million for eight for like one year. I'm like, oh my god, God, not it's him. It's like it's. Uh, I feel like Chicago's more like trying to hide the fact that things might be in deep crap because of well, other situations yes. that yes. are happening outside. And if it turns out they knew about it, that means Stan Bowman and at least two other people are going to have gone. to resign or get fired. Yes, because they're screwed. It's it's like the, the the NHL is just trying to you know just lift up the rug, sweep underneath. Oh, oh, oh. Lo- looks same you thing lo- that uh, baseball did with the Astros situation. It's like no, no, we're we're not going to talk about. It. And I completely understand why, because that is a Stanley Cup winning team, and those are professional players, and you are not supposed to deal with those situations in a professional hockey league locker room. Well, not especially only- when said uh, video coach goes to a high school. And molests and does the same thing, I should say, with a high schooler. And the thing is, is that it, it's a major city. It's Chicago. It's the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. It's it, not it, just it, that. It was a Stanley Cup champion. Yes. Yeah, during during peak Chicago Blackhawks, that was on NBC for for almost every other week. And, you know, if if again, if Bowman knew... If somebody knew and they swept this under the rug, then yeah, an entire upheaval 
is going to need to happen with that organization. But on, I just there's part of me that that believes that all this happened, but I just don't know if the NHL has the spine to come down on it like they should. Because of it depends they, how the investigation's concluded. Yeah. You know, they, they've already lost the court of public opinion, but it's very easy to do that these that's, days. That's, that's really easy to do. I but mean, um, it's 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 a terrible situation, and um, you know, we're you, just if you want to be fair, Patrick Kane lost the court of public opinion a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But um, let's just move on to something better at at this point because that's just downright yeah. depressing. Oh, yeah, that's that's rough. <clears throat> But so we'll um, talk about how Arizona is blatantly tanking and playing uh, Andrew Ladd on top six minutes, <laughs> like it's 2015. I I know you I, I know you don't do tank bowl for the for the NHL, but last week during opening weekend we would have had the version of tank bowl that Arizona Buffalo Arizona Buffalo one o'clock on a Saturday. What mm-hmm. the hell? That I watched that game, and I'm sitting there like, "Wow, I'm watching a, like a 2015 team do like play, do battle against a team that's horrible. Like it's 2015. That is, it, uh, but they're threat. They are three zero. So <laughs> what am I to judge? I mean, yeah. he's got like Louis Erickson, uh, Anton Strawman, Shane yes. Gostisbehere. Although Gostisbehere still has good metrics. Phil Kessel um, wants out. Bill Kessel. Well, the Kessel's probably gone at the deadline. Yeah, he has one year left on his deal. Um, like, uh, might as well bring in Dion Phaneuf if he's still out there. Um, like, uh, if Ryan Miller retired. I might bring him in. Huh. Uh, you know, bring in Henrik Lundqvist as like you know, like um, just a mascot or like a, yeah, like a as a consult. Like, I know he can't play because of his heart. Yeah, bring him but, in as a consult. Um, um, is. Oh, yeah. Is um oh, who is the player for uh, the, the the one defenseman Green like Andy Green I want to say bring you know bring him in Mike Green Mike Green yeah. oh yeah yeah like he retired I mean two whole games in Edmonton but that wouldn't be a bad option Yeah uh, I'm trying to think Marlow bring in Marlow Yeah Patrick Marlow he's not doing anything I mean, these I days would be happy like to go from San Jose to Arizona <laughs> it, it, It's it's Arizona and um, I've seen you you mentioned this in your video I see what what they want to do in Tempe, they want to turn it into like the mega complex. Well, like the deer district in Milwaukee, what they did, like what Philadelphia has with the sports comp, but the Comcast complex out there with, you know, I think that's what like all of them want to do. I know like Chicago, the Cubs have that with Wrigleyville. um, Yeah. Yeah. Wrigleyville uh, at the Braves have built that in Cobb County. They have that uh, Jerry Jerry World. Yeah, like, they want to do that, but the problem is, does like uh, it's one point seven billion dollars. They're gonna have to have the the municipality of Tempe share in that because there's no way that like um, Vince Morello is gonna like invest one point seven billion dollars. I think its value is only like a couple billion. Yeah. And so, it, like, I mean, especially with, like, the stuff in the pandemic, he's had a hit to his casinos. There's been a lot of rumors going around about pair DMs, bonuses, uh, like, all the stuff going on about the Coyotes. Like, how do you afford $1.7 Because you've done this before, and apparently the same thing happened in Glendale a long time ago where they split costs. Glendale plunked, like, tens of millions of dollars. The team bled hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, that's why they're booting him because it's been such a disaster, and Arizona's not paying rent. And you have to remember, too, I think it's like 
the Coyotes have to pay the NHL seventy million for the right to relocate there Ugh. to Tempe. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah, yeah. It it it, it it's a money pit. It is a money pit. It is. Uh, and, and unfortunate um, because, like, I mean, I'm not. I don't have anything against like Coyotes fans. It just has not worked. It 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 hasn't. And when I talk to the um the 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 Yotes podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, Sporty with Co- with Corey and Richie, they are passionate Yotes fans and believe that this team can work. And I think they're the only like two real people I've met who are that passionate. There's like maybe like a couple hundred, if that, unfortunately. And the thing, and the thing is, is that you know we were saying about creating the sports complex, and we we mentioned other teams that did this, but those are cities that can work. DC tried that with the Nationals by building Natnell Park, and then hoped that things would build around it. That never came to be. No, unfortunately, like it kind of messed up the view because they built a huge parking garage where like the view of the city was. Yeah, and, and their All Star game, they had a huge construction crane in the background throughout the entire yeah. game. So it's it, it's not always a success story. Success that you know, if you build it, they will come. No, but unfortunately, um, not. But I um, mean, there are too many different factors that go into that. There are, and we'll see what happens with the Yotes out there in Zona. Heading out to the weakest link in all the land. So, talking about Seattle, they've had a massive road swing to start the season. You described in your video that they're a lot like the New York Islanders. You know, they have a lot of parts, but no real leader. Except Giordano, yeah. if you want to count well, that. Giordano, but he's only like a one-year deal. I mean, you're waiting for Medi Beniers like to like play out in Michigan and then hopefully he will be the guy which I mean I'm glad they're not rushing because no. they don't need to no um we haven't seen them play in Seattle yet but it still seems like this team like they are fun to watch like they're gonna like I don't think they're gonna suck like they're gonna pl- show no, up and be a fun team I think I think they'll be like fringe contenders I could see that I could see them just hanging around four five or six of the play of this of the Pacific just how the division set up, um, you know. Edmonton's in first in the Pacific right now. You know, do do we really care about them until April? No, unfortunately not. They have a lot of flaws in their system still. Like team defense, you have questions like, okay, you lost your best defender in Adam Larson, and you're dealing with Duncan Keith and Cody Cece. Who? Yeah. I mean, Cody Cece was decent with sheltered minutes in Pittsburgh, but he was playing like bottom six. Like, yeah, you're paying him like a top four defenseman, and mm-hmm. when you try to rely on Cody Cece as a top four defenseman and put him in big situations, it just does not work. No, he's not that kind of not, he's not that kind of defender. No, he's if you keep him in the bot, like you said, in like the third pairing, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. But when he tries to step out of that role, like yeah, I can jump in on plays. You're like, uh, uh-uh, honey, no, 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 no please uh, don't. Toronto and Ottawa know all about that too well. Yeah, and it seemed like you know, I guess Pittsburgh had him. I guess on. The le- a proverbial leash, and it and it, it yeah, worked. Yeah, he was he it was worked. bottom six. It was just like a one year guy. Like, okay, let's put you in shelter minutes, lock you down, don't have to do anything. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for him in the end because he got a nice deal from Edmonton. You also said this in your video concerning Anaheim that they barely did anything during the off season. If this really. if this if this goes south for the Ducks, and there's a potential it could happen, do you really believe Dallas Eakin survives the season? I don't think so. I mean, you're looking like the last two years have been your goal is to try and get progress with the young players, rebuild your organization. 
Yeah. That's really been the goal. Look at all the young guys that have come in. You've brought in a lot of talent, like Max Jones, Sam Steele, Troy Terry. You have Isaac Lundstrom coming in. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, um, Mason McTavish. I don't know if he's going to be there the whole season, but you have him, Trevor yeah. Zagres, Jamie Drysdale, Josh Mahura. Jacob Larson hasn't really panned out, but I mean. Really like, good bump of crop. Yeah, exactly. But they haven't really developed. I mean, especially last year, like they had, they they broke the record for worst power play in the NHL. Yeah. In history. Yeah. You and can't. it's just like, okay, um, we need to see some signs of progress, especially with like the talent that you have. Because if you don't, then people are going to start asking questions like, okay, are you trying to tank for Shane Wright? Are you going to try and do something? Are you are, like, are these the right prospects to move on from? Or are you going to start trading guys like Steele, Terry, and um, and Max Jones because they may not be the guys? I, I have no clue. I mean, I just I want to believe that it'll work there, especially with Zegras coming in. I think, like, I don't say I this. I think Zegras and Drysdale will get longer leashes. I definitely say I, that. I Yeah, I, I don't like saying this, but, like, I think he is, like, a can't-miss prospect, and I can't imagine like Anaheim's getting rid of a lot of those guys I mean for for what I mean just to like you said tank again and then just bring yeah. more into the farm system and hope another two or three years you're yeah, good when this fa- work, especially for the fans in Anaheim like it, nobody's gonna buy that no nobody's gonna buy into it especially in SoCal and that's a hard market to do anyway so mm-hmm. um we've covered a lot here and of course the where we can't end this without talking about you know my favorite team and the one that you follow as well of course us being a pair of yinzers talking about the pens and um how the heck are they doing this like no malkin no crosby they're getting points and winning and i kind of had this this theory of get points now and get good later is that, you know, what Pittsburgh just does for now? Just get points and then get better throughout the season with Malkin and Crosby coming back? I mean, they're getting, like, scoring from the depth, oddly enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're getting it from, like, Drew O'Connor. John Marino. Heinen, who's had talent, but he's never really pieced it together. Yeah. Uh, Brian Boyle. Yeah. I mean. Boyle of all it's, things. It's strange. But, like, they always seem to do strangely well when at least one of them are out or like both of them are out. Cause I, if I remember correctly, I think they, they had a decent run of form when it was like their best center was Mark Latesto. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think when Crosby was out for the concussion stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crosby. And then Malkin, I think was out like, uh, for the playoffs. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Those were the blue jerseys of doom years. The, uh, yep, the dark Navy the blue, blue jerseys. Ones. Yep. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. The uh, old late '60s jerseys that were kind of like, mm. yeah, mm. they're there. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm, you know, we we thought that one of the goaltenders would be shipped off. They didn't. They stayed yeah, the course. Year, like they fired the goalie coach. That's really about it. I thought Jari was gone, unfortunately, just because of like, I mean, as bad as he was, it's like, dude, they're gonna run him out of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fan base wanted blood. I mean, for it. And the, the excuse was was that he was injured. Like, he had, like, something with his 
But again, you know. But I mean, like throwing a blatant pass in Game Five right to a defender—that's an injury-related. No, that's that's meant awareness-related. Yeah. Well, it seemed like a lot of goalies were having awareness issues throughout the playoffs last year. Samsonov had the gaff oh, yeah. against Boston. I think that was more on Schultz, though. I think. Like, yeah, Schultz, Schultz got Schultz beaten. Didn't come back to carry him. No, there there were a lot of mess ups on that play. Like you said, Schultz got beaten. Samsonov didn't know well, didn't what was get happening. Beaten. What happened was like I think Samsonov expected Schultz to care, like grab the puck behind him, and yeah. Schultz was just like, "Okay, I'm just gonna like like Samsonov has it. Like nobody really claimed it, so that's why Craig Smith was able to do what he did." Yes. Yep. And um, you know, you know, I'm not gonna complain with Pittsburgh winning, especially beating Tampa in oh, tampa no. and uh, yeah and um you know they they lost in overtime to the dallas stars but again that's a team you're not going to see again I until mean, i mean you i mean you lost an ot to florida i mean you blow a two goal lead fine i mean nah. you still got a point I you, mean, you take every point you can get especially early in the year without mm-hmm. crosby and Malkin. oh yeah and uh i guess one last one are the islanders going to be okay they're one and two now are they going to be okay it's too early to tell on them. I mean, for the most part, like, they're a team that just, like, goes through those streaky motions. They had a bit of a rough stretch before the pandemic, if you remember correctly. Yeah, they did. And then they were able to rattle off some wins, have a deep run. Yeah. So, at the same time, like, form can come from anywhere. I mean, you learned that with the St. Louis Blues a couple years ago. Worst team in the league, win the cup. Yeah. Hockey's a mysterious sport. It is, and that I is. I mean, you hit the right amount of form at the right time. You can go far. It, Montreal, it, it, Montreal last year, and um, Ottawa Senators a few years ago. That's why we love this sport. That's why we watch. With so many teams, can just come out of everywhere. And um, yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot to ask this. What's your take on TNT's and ESPN's presentation so far? Haven't been really able to see a lot of it right now. I mean, I, I like um, I like the uh, the score bugs for both yeah. of them. I mean, TNT seems like it's a lot smoother, especially with like the chemistry that Gretzky and Barkley have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem like they have like a little something there. At least I think Barkley's going to be more part time. He has yeah. admitted to being a hockey fan, so that definitely <laughs> makes sense. Um, ESPN, it's like it's still in a growing pain stage, so like. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it goes from there. I mean, so far, it's like it's early to tell. I mean, it's about the same like level as NBCSN was. Yeah. So you'll like get like a couple. You'll get more exposure, which is always good for the sport. Instead of like one big night a week, you get maybe two, maybe three. Get prime time once the football season ends as well. Yeah. So playoffs will be big too. So you're not gonna have games on CNBC or the Golf Network. <laughs> God, dear that God. Always, that was always cracking me up. Yeah, yeah, and who, whoever got it, or MSNBC, whatever, CNBC, whatever got them. USA, USA Network, yeah. which is going to be like the sports network now since they're shutting down NBCSN. Yeah, we shall see. Shall see. Well, Tree, thank you very much for coming on, man. You know, I, I, I love having these talks with you, and I, I look forward to, to, to what, you know, you do on YouTube and uh, go check him out on YouTube, Urinating Tree. At, with football season, he puts out uh, weekly NFL videos with other projects here and there. By the time this drops, hopefully the Haters Guides of the World Series might be due out by then. 
or at least being worked on as well. And uh, who knows? Maybe, just maybe if you have time for it, maybe a light dabbling of the NBA. But, Tree, thank you very much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank thank you for having me on, dude. And and thank to all of you for your times, listens, and downloads here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Stay safe out there, everyone, and enjoy the lovely hockey that's out there. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.